ACC Football Media Day, and we will have just had the ACC's Commissioner's Forum. Jim Phillips, the Commissioner of the Atlantic Coast Conference, will give his state of the league address. We'll talk college football, the landscape, and all of the issues that uh, kind of plague it, because there apparently is a plague for a lot of people. I don't see it that way, but... I guess if you say it long enough, it's true. And the Southeastern Conference, which runs college football, not even lying, they keep winning national champions championships. Their commissioner, Greg Sankey, had his State of the League address yesterday, and he had this to say about name, image, and likeness. The reality is our student-athletes deserve something better than a patchwork of state laws that support their name, image, and likeness activity, if support is the right word. Our student-athletes deserve something better than a race to the bottom at the state legislature level. Only Congress can fully address the challenges facing college athletics. The NCAA cannot fix all of these issues. The courts cannot resolve all of these issues. The states cannot resolve all of these issues, nor can the conferences. Whether congressional action is achievable is a matter of debate, much debate. Okay, I can poke a lot of holes in that, but let me bring in, and I've already done that, let me bring in uh, Tarun Sharma from the University of Minnesota who created the NIL Law Clinic, also from Conduct Detrimental, the podcast. He joins us on the Adam Gold Show, and I appreciate your time, sir. Uh, thank yeah, you very so. much. And I know you spent some time at Duke University uh, with the, you know, as a like a, a, a manager or a grad assistant with the uh, Duke baseball program. So hey, you left us, uh, you left us a heck of a baseball program here. Um, so I'll, I'll let you start first with what your thoughts were with what Greg Sankey had to say with needing congressional uh, legislation, a federal law to deal with NIL. Well, yeah. I, I... Thanks so much for having me, Adam. And it's like you said, really, like uh, media days have, have given us a, another wild week in the world of NIL. Every time you think you know something, it, it's like everything changes. But you, here's something that, that hasn't changed. Uh, it's that the conferences, the NCAA, that they don't necessarily need to do everything. And that was what I took away from Greg Sankey's point is that he's saying that no one can fix everything. Well, fine. I mean, I don't think that really that needs to be the goal. I, I think that fixing a few things, bringing in interested parties, being able to speak directly to the student athletes, I think that's what's important. We get an opportunity to, to speak with some student athletes, people that, that work on their behalf mm-hmm. uh, in, in you know the multiple roles that I have, and uh, they don't necessarily always feel like they're being listened to. And, and I think <laughs> that that's a, a really good place where – anyone, whether it's Sankey or Charlie Baker, could start. No, let's, be, uh, let's be honest. I don't always listen to what my 14-year-old has to say either. Uh, <laughs> Tarun Sharma is joining us here on the Adam Gold Show, an NIL expert from Conduct Detrimental, the podcast. Here's what I come back to. When he says uh, the NCAA can't fix it, I don't think that's true. I think the NCAA can fix it. Their bigger problem. Uh, at the very beginning of the NIL era in college sports was that they didn't want any of these inducements to be used as recruiting tools. So get rid of that viola- that as a violation 
except that it's always been the lay of the land anyway. It's just now uh, a legal way of operating, players getting money for who they are. So if we eliminate the, the, the violation aspect of it, then what's the problem? Yeah, I, I think that that's a fair point, but whether it be uh, helping connect you to important donors that are able to give NIL deals or if I'm spending a bunch of money on a new cooling tub at the football facility, there are a lot of different ways to use money that the, that the programs are earning in terms of a, a recruiting inducement. And so for a long time, that money was funneled directly into facilities. That's no longer the uh, the key now uh, mm-hmm. in terms of attracting uh, potential student athletes to enroll at your school. So I, I think that, yeah, we have seen that difference. Taran Sharma from Conduct Detrimental, the podcast, University of Minnesota Law School, where he created the NIL clinic. There was a time where we needed the law, right? Uh, whether it's Florida or California, I think Florida uh, wrote their law and passed their law first, but California's law went into effect uh, before the others. At that point, we needed the laws to shake the NCAA out of uh, the 17th century. <laughs> Do we even need any laws now? I mean, I realize that they're all a little bit different, which can be confusing, but do we even need any of these laws now? Well, uh, so I think it's the the opposite. California passed the Fair Play to... Okay, I had a back. And then then Florida moved the timetable up. Um, And so I think that the state laws are really valuable in that sense that they, they push the envelope in a way that the NCAA is not going to, right? The NCAA is very stagnant. If they're not forced to make a move, they're never going to make a move. And you can see this with the, uh, just a couple of years ago, the differences between the men's and women's basketball tournaments. They weren't going to do anything until Sedona Prince really like put them on blast on social media. And so right. I think when the NCAA gets pushed to move, they move. Uh, so state laws are really important in that way. And I think that what we're seeing now, especially at the state law level, where you're passing these laws that say that the NCAA cannot jump in here, cannot uh, run these investigations of uh, of how uh, the programs are operating, and you're seeing this in Texas and Missouri and some other states, I think that that is effective in that it's going to push uh, the NCAA to act, or we're going to end up with a, a court battle where the NCAA is going to try to come down on these programs in these states because they've already put out that that letter that says that if state law conflicts with NCAA law, it's a private association. You don't have to be here. I I don't know if drawing the line in the sand there is, is the best thing to do. And, and so we might very well end up with a court battle uh, over that enforcement. You, you bring that up, Teron Sharma from Conduct Detrimental, the podcast, and joining us. It just makes me laugh because they're basically telling these uh, these schools that you 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 are beholden to us, not to the state law. What are they going to do about it? Are they are they really willing to tell, let's just say, the University of North Carolina, I'm sorry, you're not playing in the NCAA tournament because you obeyed the state law? They'll never... What is the NCAA's record in court? Adam Gold here with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Are most of your clients hands-on or they just give you their money and let it work for them? 
about 90% give the money and then we meet every year and go through status reports, sure. have a financial pit stop, making sure everything's fine. It is like a puzzle, Adam, but for the next 10 of you, we'll solve your own retirement puzzle at no cost or obligation. Call and claim your comprehensive review with Coach Pete and the team, 888-843-0013 or text Adam to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. <laughs> Not very good, especially recently. I mean, even the, the case that they relied upon for about 40 years, uh, Board of Regents, is a case that they lost. Right. The Supreme Court saved them from themselves. And then they relied on one small piece of dicta to uh, preserve the amateur model. And, and now they're not going to be able to do that. And I, I think that everyone points to the Kavanaugh concurrence as kind of showing that that's how the court feels. But it's not just the court. It's the NLRB. Yeah. It, it could be the Third Circuit with this Johnson case. I think that the law does not uh, agree with what the NCAA is stating. And so if they want to continue losing, and they don't, and that's why they haven't enforced anything recently, um, they're, they're going to lose. We'll close on uh, we'll close on this with Tarun Sharma from Conduct Detrimental, the podcast. You can follow him on Twitter at TK Sharma Law. Uh, on I guess that's Twitter. We don't need any more than that at TK Sharma Law. Um, yeah. Do you think that the Charlie Baker uh, administration of the NCAA just call it that? Uh, it yeah. is a political arm, really. Uh, and guys like Greg Sankey, and I, my guess is Jim Phillips will say the same thing because he said it before. Do you think they continue to beat the drum for federal legislation because they know it's nothing more than a delay tactic? Yeah, I, I mean, at best, uh, that that's giving them a lot of credit because when Charlie Baker says stuff like that, in an ideal world, I would like to see a federal law by the end of the year, that's never going to happen. That's wishful thinking. I don't think that the motivation exists at the federal yeah. level. I don't think that the, that there are enough people that want to expend the political capital necessary in an election year to uh, to make something like that happen. And uh, and so I think it's almost like putting your head in the sand. You're going to say, yeah, we're, we're going to get a federal bill. We're going to get a federal bill. It's almost like not listening to your constituency because, you know, I, I – hate giving Carolina credit for anything, but Bubba, Cumming, <laughs> Bubba Cunningham is saying, uh, you know, we need a, a plan B, C, and D, and and uh, and Joe Castiglione at Oklahoma is saying the same thing. Those are people that are closer to the ground with student-athletes mm-hmm. that understand where this is going. And so to, to say, yeah, the federal bill is the only way that we're going to be able to solve everything is not only missing the forest for the trees – but it is uh, failing to understand the moment. And so I think that they'll continue to do this as long as it's an option. They, they, they've they stalled every other time. So we'll see what happens. I think they're going to have to be forced to move. That's the only way that they've moved in the past, and it, it might be the case here again. Tarun Sharma from the University of Minnesota, where he founded the NIL Clinic and Conduct Detrimental, the podcast. We've had Dan Lust. John Nucci, Daniel Wallach, and now uh, to run for the four horsemen of the apocalypse. I have no idea what that is, but it's a great sports law podcast. You should go check it out if you're interested. Uh, to run, thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me, Adam. You got it.
Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medication secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org nc.